Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, and welcome to the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy, and I want to take a moment to welcome this week's newest members. We have Ashley and Anton Williams, Angie and Mike Spellman, Mark and Courtney Reeves. Really excited to welcome you all to the Academy, and I am so pumped to celebrate all the successes that follow. Today on the show, we're joined by one of my favorite humans, Karen Ann Campbell. Karen Ann is an actively producing real estate agent outside of Athens, Georgia. She is a wife, a mom to two adorable boys, and I'm lucky to say one of my friends. She and I connected over social media years ago now, and we have actually had um, the pleasure of working together through the Market Authority Academy over the last year plus. And Karen Ann, living in a more rural part of Georgia, is a newer real estate agent, and she is so committed to transforming the business she has into the lifestyle that she dreams of. And I've been really excited to be able to be a part of that journey. And so what you're going to be listening to on this episode is a coaching session, kind of a check-in where we are going to break down how she did in 2020, some of her big wins, some of the areas she thinks that she could improve upon. Um, And we kind of put together some strategies in terms of keeping that growth on the right trajectory in 2021. We cover a lot in this session, and I'm just really excited for you to listen in on this conversation. We are going to cover how she doubled her business and Instagram audience in 2020 during a pandemic, how she leveraged 10 referrals from a small database, how she stays consistent on social media, and she has great tips for these. You're going to want to listen to that for sure. And I share a few select strategies to help her level up in 2021 that you may find helpful too. Karen Ann just exudes positivity and warmth and love. And she is so dedicated to what it is she does. And I'm really excited for you to listen in because you're probably going to love her just as much, if not more than I do. So without further ado, here's Karen Ann. Hey, Karen Ann, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks so much for having me. 
I'm really excited to talk. So I thought for our discussion today, we could kind of do a quick recap on the last year of your business, get a sense of where you're at right now, and maybe do a little planning, a little strategizing for the year coming up. So we have just finished 2020. It was quite the year. And that also marks a little over a year that you and I have been coaching together um, one-on-one. So I'm really excited to hear kind of how 2020 ended up for you and see what wins we had, see what aha moments we had, and just kind of get a sense of where your mind is at from the year. Does that make sense? I figure that was a good place. It does. To that sounds great. I'm really excited okay. to dive right in. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Tell, tell me how it went. Give me a sense of, of where we're at right now. Okay. So um, maybe I should preface this by telling everyone that I um, only had seven to eight transactions a year for the two years prior to uh, joining the Market Authority Academy um, because I think knowing where I started and seeing how far I came is really important. I agree. And I think that that's always really important for anybody to do, right? Because it's so easy to get like so sucked into the day-to-day and like the feeling of where we should be. But I agree. I think that's such a good point of looking back on where you've come because that is always where the real aha moments come. And was last, I'm so sorry, but was last year your third full year in the business? Yes. I am making my way into my fourth year and I'm about to renew my license. I'm really excited to be saying that I'm going to do that because um, I know a lot of agents don't, don't get, don't even get there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so how it started was um, I was getting seven to eight transactions a year and I was really worried that it was just going to continue on with seven to eight transactions. I cannot sustain that with my family, which I do want to say, I'm really sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I do want to say the average agent does between three and five a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, so that's still pretty, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't what you wanted and you had the right to demand more from, from yourself. Right. Um, but it wasn't even like, like that's above average nationally, which is like kind of crazy, but I'm sorry, continue. It wasn't quite where you were wanting it and it wasn't sustainable for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I really want to, um, like, I think I would feel good at 18. I would think I would feel like really good about myself. Mm-hmm. at having 18 transactions a year. That's kind of been my goal since I got into real estate and I thought it was going to be so easy to, to achieve. And, um, turns out when you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> um, it's not so easy to achieve, but thank you to you and your course at the market authority Academy. My life has been completely changed. So thank you. It's the <laughs> pleasure has truly been all mine because you, you know, it's, My big goal is to work with agents who will commit to a process and create real transformation in their lives and their business. And you did that. Um, So, so it's a gift for me to be able to help you find results like you have. Um, And, and I think all of us going into 2020, we're all like new decade, new year, new me, it's going to be awesome. But obviously there were like some curveballs and challenges that we didn't foresee And through our conversations in the last year, we had some like really great like highs and also some uncertainty. Um, So share with me some like the high points of last year and some of the points where you were not feeling on top of things. 
Yeah. Um, so I started off the year strong, exactly how you said 2020 is going to be my year. Mm-hmm. And, and it really was. So I started implementing um, some of the strategies in the Market Authority Academy. I started reaching out to my database. I really set up a plan. I connected with everyone and um, it, it came back to me triple fold. I was just blown away by mid February. So like literally started the market authority at the beginning of January. And by mid February, I heard from my database that I would had received 10 referrals from them alone. Um, and it just, just blew my mind. <laughs> uh, like I just, I can't, um, I can't put into words like how excited I was about that, but I, I knew that that was what I needed to continue to do because if in six weeks I get 10 referrals, what can happen after a full year? Yeah. Um, And then of course, you know, things, things went downhill, right. Pretty, pretty quickly after that. And there was a ton of uncertainty and there was a ton of not working and and just meaning from the pandemic and from things that were happening. I'm not even sure if we're allowed to talk about it. Right. I know. Right. It almost feels like a dirty word a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there was a lot of uncertainty from mid-March to, I would say the end of May. Hmm. Um, I didn't put everything on hold, but I was definitely more reserved with what I was doing. Um, I followed some of your advice to just check in with people, see how they were doing and have some camaraderie there, you know? Um, and honestly that I think was the best thing I could do for my database. Mm -hmm. Just like show up genuinely. Yeah, absolutely. And so from there, um, once things started to pick back up, I just saw, very surprisingly, a complete influx of business. Um, So starting, you know, at the beginning of June, things um, here in Georgia started really picking back up. And um, I was able to close 10 transactions from June to December. Crazy. It, it, it really was, um, especially because a lot of those initial referrals that I got at the beginning of the year didn't end up panning out one way or another because of people's circumstances. So these were an entirely new set of people um, that I was able to help buy and sell, um, most of which came directly from database referrals. I love that. So... <sighs> I think it's so powerful that you mentioned that, like you had this great start to the year, you got all this business and we know that we don't start counting our checks until they're cashed. Right. Right. And that's one thing that Bryce and I have always been like, we don't start spending our money until we have it. Um, For that exact reason, obviously like there was kind of an outlier in terms of what happened last year. Um, Not, you know, not every year there's going to be a global pandemic and a, and a, economic crisis that accompanies that. Um, But you, what I was so impressed with was your ability to stick to the process because, you know, a lot of people buried their heads 
And a lot of people threw up their hands and just kind of like decided to surrender before they even tried giving it a fight. And we talk a lot in the program about stick to the process, right? Stick to the things that you need to do do every single day in order to grow your business. And one thing that I found really inspiring was the way that you showed up on social media last year. And we talk a lot about how we were just talking about this offline a little bit about how like the database and social media are symbiotic. Like they have to live together for it to really work. Um, you can get more referrals with social media using your database than without. And I think that just like using those in conjunction, like you did really well. Um, you doubled your audience on social media, um, which was really cool. And another thing that I love, and I'm just talking for you at this point, things that I admire that you've done. Uh, I've also loved seeing the collaborations that you've had with other people in your community. So tell me a little bit about how things felt on social media from, from your standpoint, because that's what I'm seeing looking in, but maybe you have more insight to share. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, you know, one thing that you teach is stick with the process right? You just said that. And one thing that I was doing before I joined this program was bounce around from thing to thing, to thing, to thing, to thing. So sticking with the process and just really putting my head down and putting the work in planning social media, showing up consistently. Now I can show up consistently. And um, so then I added on, you know, engagement and, communication and building relationships online, um, which is exactly what I do off of line. And I think they go, they really truly go hand in hand. I know exactly who I'm talking to because of the work that I've put in. And I really truly believe that my message is clear on social media. Yeah, it is clear. It's really polished, but there's still a lot of personality, which I love. Like, I love, and I know that you have some background in photography, so you know the power of showing up on the other side of the lens, but you, it takes two seconds to look at your feed and know what Karen Ann Campbell is all about. And that's something that I think is really powerful for any real estate agent to harness. And this is like one of your superpowers. Thank you. Cause sometimes it doesn't feel like that. And then I know, I mean, I know how hard it is to show up in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. You said my background was in photography and it is like behind the camera. <laughs> really and truly. So I had I have the great opportunity to be very very good friends with a wonderful photographer and we force ourselves. And when I say force, I mean force ourselves to get in front of the camera um every quarter and take photos of each other. Love that. She doesn't like it. I don't like it. Or I shouldn't say that. She used to not like it. I used to not like it. Now it's just a fun thing that we do together, you know? That's awesome. I'm so glad that you said that because like it was probably the most painful thing that you could do at the beginning. And yeah. <laughs> and Bryce is that way. My husband Bryce, like he is that way in terms of any camera, whether it's video or photos. He's like, he's like, can we just not? But there's yeah. some things that you do and those the growth happens when you're uncomfortable. And over time you can, depending on how you want to frame your mindset, it can become something that you just something that's fun that you do and kind of be silly, right? It is. I mean, it is so much fun. We, 
we really use the time to collaborate, make sure that we have the photos that we need, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that we're showing up and staying relevant. But it's actually given me so much more confidence to pull out my phone and have pictures taken that are not as professional and polished. Um, I still like to have a certain aesthetic, right, on social mm-hmm. media, but I have kind of learned, you know, I, I can do this uh, without pulling out all of my equipment, without throwing things on, you know, Photoshop or Lightroom. And um, it doesn't have to be like the big production every time. It can You can do those iPhone photos or whatever and have fun yeah. with that. Yeah, I I had a a quick meeting with someone and I was like, actually, um, can I push back, you know, five minutes? I need to go take a photo for social media. And they were like, what? Doesn't that take, you know, hours? No, it doesn't. Because you stand in front of a window with a nice outfit on and um, you do your like, oh, I don't know, or, you know, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is that you do. And then you throw the photo into the Lightroom app on your phone and then post it on social media and it's done. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I use Lightroom too. And I've, I've done that for years for editing. Um, and what I love about Lightroom is, are their presets, right? So not a lot of people know, and you probably like are one of these people that can make their own. Um, no. Okay. So, so I know that you can make your own. I've never tried, um, but you can buy presets on Etsy or Fiverr, or you can have them made for you or depending on um, who you follow on social media. So say you follow an account, you're like, man, I love this aesthetic. Like see if they offer presets because so many big influencers will sell their presets and all you do is just upload them to Lightroom. And with the tap, your photo is edited and perfect. That's exactly what I do too. Yeah. It's done and perfect. And as long as you're using the same one over and over, and I'm, I kid you not when I say I bought presets for $2. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worthwhile to do. And, and you know what I have, um, I, the, the last one, my favorite ones are from this, um, great influencer. Oh gosh. What are they? I think it's, do you travel? Um, but they're, they're like a travel brand, um, out of LA now, I think. And they're, they're the travel league or something like that. And basically like I bought this 12 set of presets and I spent like 75 bucks on these presets, but that was like three years ago. And I'll just kind of, kind of like, I toggle between like two or three of them that I really like, depending on what the light level is in the photo itself. Um, but, but it's worthwhile doing that for that aesthetic that you mentioned, like having that consistent look and feel, I think for your brand. Absolutely. I mean, 100%. Anytime I have a conversation with anyone, it's stand in front of a window. Yeah. And with a nice background um, and take the picture and put it into Lightroom because it just does magic. And it's (laughs) essentially, I mean, Lightroom, the app itself is free, but Mm -hmm. like it's essentially free to do. So, yeah. And yeah. it's an extension of Photoshop, is it not? It's in the same family, isn't it? it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just a really good program, just a little bit more than like um, a color story or a VSCO, which are also really good apps. Right. Just, just a little, it's just a little heightened quality. I feel like. I agree. I agree 100%. And I know enough about light um, and color that I can sort of tweak if I need to, but mm-hmm. um Typically, unless it's just a different light situation, I don't have to. And I've gotten really good at taking pictures in the one really pretty room in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all need that corner, right? Yeah, we all have that one, right? (laughs) So, um, so anyways, I've just, it's, it's super easy to do. And 
you know, if you can take the time to create a system around it, you know, Sunday afternoons are, I tend to just try to have all of my pictures taken for the week on Sunday afternoons. Obviously sometimes I can't get to it right because of showings and things like that. But in general, I've made a system around it. I pre-plan my month. I then look it over for the week, you know, the week before and plan out exactly what pictures I need and just go take them. And it's just a part of life and a part of my job. And it's just me working on my business. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's so powerful. And, and, you know, you took the time to just figure out what it needed to look like for you because you're a busy lady. You have two boys at home that you homeschool who are like just the cutest little munchkins ever. Um, You, you, you're a wife, you have um, dogs, pets, like you're running a household, you're running your business, you're trying to do the thing. And you've, decided like, this is important to me. This is how I need to make sure that I'm setting myself up to fulfill this commitment that I've made to showing up on social media. You put the system in place. Yeah. I think, I think you have to have a mindset shift, especially like on social, well, for anything, but on social, you know, I will occasionally let myself not post one day a week, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm just too busy. I can't do it. I didn't have time to quite get it all together. But um, if you have it pre-planned out, it's really easy to just do it, you Mm -hmm. know? And so making it a priority, I think a lot of agents know they need to be on social and um, they want to be on social. They have to overcome the how, right? Um, And their system behind it. But um, at this point, I've seen it pay off for me. So I can't not do it. I think that's an important distinction to make. I think context really matters in terms of like understanding the why behind social media. And I think that a lot of agents, and this is something that you and I have worked through, you know, through our conversations together, but understanding like the actual function that social media has. Um, So where, where have you seen the payoff with social media, like boots on the ground? Like where are you seeing the actual results coming in? Yeah. So I am seeing, um, well, I'm seeing a lot more engagement. So Mm -hmm. I'm having those conversations. Um, and I think it just, for the most part, for me, it has been solidifying relationships. So yeah, I'm so, so new at it and yes, I'm growing for sure. Uh, and that's great, but I think there's also, Um, something that's not being said about social is it's okay to take care of who, who is already there and the relationships that you already have, you know? And so I'm seeing a lot of people just feel that no like and trust factor with me through the valuable content that I'm putting out through me showing my face. Um, Good, bad and ugly sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I think it's important to take care of, who you already have um, because they're already there and showing up. So let's go ahead and engage with them. Now I have experienced my first like stranger 
you know, someone that I didn't know, come find me and follow me. And I'm starting to experience more of that where they're finding me, following me, and now they're starting to engage. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been able to set a consultation with one of them. And I think that's really cool. But once again, I am focusing on people that are engaging with me. I am going and engaging with them and building that relationship because social media is just an outlet for those connections. Mm -hmm. You know, it would just be like if we were at a networking event or meeting at, you know, obviously we don't have these things anymore, but meeting (laughs) at like a backyard barbecue or something like that. Rest in peace to the backyard barbecues. (laughs) Um, But it's just like that. So I don't come off and I'm not in your face about it. I'm just having conversations about my life and about real estate. And naturally people are responding to that. And then I'm opening up those doors. Love that. Um, It's an extension of your database, right? And that's something that we talk a lot about in in the academy. Um, Speaking of, of your database, one thing that I wanted to drill into before we start talking about like what we're doing to expand upon these wins, which is very exciting. You had, you started with a really small database. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I hear, I can't do this because my database is small or Steph, I just moved to a new area and I don't, I don't know that many people, I don't know how to engage my, my network. Um, this is something that you did really well. And it was through those value deposits. Can you just share a little like about how you made that happen in 2020 and we can kind of lead from there into how we're going to expand upon that in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my database was really small. I started with 30 people that, um, know me, like me, trust me. So this included my past clients. Mm -hmm. Um, so then like you see how small it was of like my sphere. Um, but really what it came down to is how comfortable do I feel with reaching out to these people? If I feel 100% comfortable with it, I'm going to start there so I can, so I can kind of build that muscle, right? Yeah. So I can learn how to talk to people. And so I said, I can comfortably commit to doing this to 30 people. And from there, I believe my database is now 89 people deep. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. Rippled your database? I did. From last year? Yeah. Just meeting people, connecting with people on social media. Um, I committed to, I know, I committed to adding people this year um, that I'm starting to like go, okay, I had some old relationships here. You may end up being a hand raiser kind of based on your situation. I'm going to start um, adding you to my database marketing because I know you well enough and Mm -hmm. I'm more comfortable with these conversations and opening that door. And so, yeah, um, with all of the people that I've met, I am at like 89 now. That's huge. Okay. So one thing that we talk a lot is like conversions and understanding what we can reasonably expect in terms of results from the cons from, from different lead 
pillar sources. And the database is a really important one for agents. Um, it's the, the most important asset in your business. And number one, I just want to acknowledge you for taking the time and effort to dive into your most important asset, because like, if we're looking at it from a net worth, like, you know, your network is your net worth. If we were looking at it from the net worth, like you've tripled the value of what you potentially could, could have in your business, which is incredible. Um, on average, the conversion rates that we see are around 8%. Um, and when when we're talking in the Market Authority Academy, like our goal is to get to like 150. Like that's a really good first threshold of database contacts. People who you can pick up the phone and have those conversations with, um, right? People who know you, like you, trust you. 150 people, that's a really good benchmark to hit. And, you know, you want to kind of like be reflexive on that, depending on where you are geographically, you're in a rural area, it right. might take you like if we were having this conversation a year ago, I would have said like, carry on, let's get to like 50 or 60, like, like, let's get there. Um, and, and expand upon it from there. But what's your goal this year? So you made so many strides. What, what are we thinking? How do we want to grow this in 2021? What, what are you feeling? You know, I, um, I've made some decisions to grow, to get myself to a level of growth. So I've joined a local chamber. Love it. So I'm building relationships there with local businesses. I'm building relationships on social media with mm -hmm. local businesses. Um, so how I want to grow, I think is a probably about the same, just so I know that I can, I can sustain my growth, right? Yeah. I want to know that I can sustain these relationships. And I just have had more people that I actually did know, I just didn't consider them my database, because I wasn't comfortable speaking to them, mm -hmm. right? But they raised their hand at me, or have opened the lines of communication for me. Um, and so, you know, I don't want you to think, oh, my gosh, she just like met 60 new people in a year where we weren't meeting anyone in person. Um, I think I just, <laughs> I didn't know. even think about that. But that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't want to set unrealistic expectations, you know, for anyone. But I think ultimately what it boils down to is I focused on building connections yeah. and I want to continue to focus on building connections. Um, well, I think I, I'm glad that you said that. And I, I don't think that that's the wrong way to go about it. Like, I think that that's how it needs to be because like, number one, you start with the people you already know, like, and trust. Let's solidify those relationships. And like for, for um, a lack of a better way to say it, let's practice on them, right? Let's, let's flex that muscle and let's get really comfortable having these conversations and understanding um, how to articulate the things that we need, the message that we need to get across to them to grow our business. And then from there, we can branch it out. Like no one is saying in terms of growing your database, we're not saying you have to go find brand new people who are in a world away from, from your network. And that's really successful anyway. So you can do that. And there is a place for that, um, particularly if we're talking about networking with other business owners, right? That's kind of an easy in. Maybe they're a couple of degrees removed from us, but there's nothing wrong with saying like, hey, you know, let's look at these other really cold connections that we have that we don't really have a relationship. They're more of an acquaintance or they're more of just like kind of in the outlier of our network. And let's start there. That's an easier way to get the quality connections that we need that will result in deals and, and business, right? 
but more than deals in business, it will result in impact, which is ultimately what, what it is we're trying to achieve here. Right. Exactly. 100%. Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Love it. So we're going to continue growing your database. What's the number then? What's our, what's our goal number for, for the end of 2021? Say we're talking this time next year. What looks like a really good end of the year number for you to hit? Uh, I wasn't ready for that question. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think probably like having 115 to 125 in my database, right? Because I yeah. have 89 now. That Does that sound right? Maybe, maybe I go to the 150. I think it would be interesting to shoot for the 150. Okay. And you know, maybe you hit it in November and maybe you hit it in next March. But at the end of the day, like as long as you get there, I think that that is um, a good way to at least set the expectation and put those habits in place to keep you consistent. Um, Because as your network is growing, as this database is growing, you're going to have more exponentially more opportunities to connect with new people. That's just the way it it goes. Yeah. on that same token, if you find that you are really collecting these new these new contacts, it's okay to be a little stingy in who we're really considering as database contacts. So it seems like you have a pretty good inner pulse on that, but just making sure that we're keeping that quality over quantity aspect and we're not just adding names to a list just for the sake of adding names. We're going to really do what you've been doing and what has shown to be fruitful for you in terms of cultivating real connection, because like, it's a people business at the end of the day. And that's what's driving results for you. Right. Absolutely. Um, I think it is important to be picky. And um, I think it's important to like pay attention to people's cues too, you know, because a lot of these people have raised their hand at me and then now they're, they are starting to share. And I think that I just wasn't expecting it at all. Well, because we always see it working for other people. And the the first knee jerk reaction is, well, that won't work for me because of X, Y, Z. Right. Right. And, yeah. and, and part of that is just our stupid lizard monkey brain, right? Yeah. It's like, it's our unevolved primate brain that wants to find the reasons that we need to stay on guard and protect ourselves. It's just a, it's just a survival instinct. Um, but once we start like really p- breaking those down and figuring out like, reasons why we're getting in in the way of our own success. That's, that's what allows us to stick to the process and like actually generate these results. And that's something that, you know, you've done really well. Yeah, absolutely. And now that I see how far it can go, I just want to continue it. You know, like I, um, I have a pretty big pipeline for this year. Like I've never, ever gone into a new year with like potentially, someone to buy right away, you know, or like within the first quarter. And, um, cause you've always been like behind, you've yes, been like chasing, been chasing the things that you should have yes. been doing leading up to it. Yeah. And my business has always gone sort of in waves like, okay, I'm dealing with a lot of people and now I'm dealing with no one forever. And then, oh, okay, here's two more people. You know, now it's like consistently just, busy, which is not something I'm complaining about at all. It's just a different cadence of, of my lifestyle. And I love it. And I can just see so much potential for it. 
Yeah, I feel the energized, like I feel how energized you are by it, which is cool. And I think part of that is because you understand that you have the tools that you need to stay on top of it. Um, You're not going to be crushed by the wave. You're going to ride it into the beach, right? (laughs) Whatever that beach needs to look like for you. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about organization and ways that we're going to stay on top of this and continue fine tuning our systems to mitigate this new level of activity that you have. What are we looking at for that? I think that's really important because um, I have just been getting a lot, you know, last year I had an influx of referrals at the beginning of the year and this year was no different. but it was much more that I was actually able to come in contact with. Okay. So So, like warmer, more direct. Yeah, absolutely. And they actually reached out, right? Because referrals, you know, last year's referrals were great. I only actually talked to two of them, right? Out of the 10 this year. I don't, I can't tell you the exact number because I haven't had a chance to sit down and do um, my analytics for that. But this year I've talked to, I think all of them Cool. Then, that I've been notified that, Hey, I sent your information out. I've been able to connect with every single one of them. Wow. So what made the big difference there? I think last year I sort of worked out a system once again, just another system. I worked out a system for encouraging people to give my information out and making it easy for them to do. So constantly, having conversations about how I'm never too busy to help anyone that, you know, that they help. I'm sorry. I'm never too busy to help anyone that um, needs help at that, at that moment, if they hear of it and um, setting up just a really easy system. So, Hey, if you think so much for, for connecting me, here's a quick little um, screenshot of, you know, it's, it's almost like a, a media kit or a small little resume. And it's just a JPEG image that I have in my favorites, so I can access it easy on my phone and send it right to them. And I always try to encourage a, a group connection. Okay, let's let's break this down, because this is a game changer. This is a stuff that people need to be doing. Um, okay. You have a in your favorites folder in your camera roll, Yes. You have, you have an image saved of almost like a little resume. What do you have on the resume? Um, did you I, make this have, in Canva? I did make this in Canva. Okay. Um, so it's very on brands for, um, just aesthetically. Cause that's just what I exude aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just made it on Canva. It's just a one page document. It's got a picture of me. It's got a picture of a pretty house. It's got a review It's got how I can help a buyer, how I can help a seller, my contact information, and like a two sentence. I mean, when I say how I can help a buyer, it's like a one sentence. This is how I can help you if you're looking to buy. One sentence. This is how I can help you if you're looking to sell. Here's a little bit about me. Here's a review. And here's my contact information. And there's always a picture associated with it. Okay, gorgeous. And then you ask them to basically connect you in like a group text. Yes. Group text, group email. Um, those are the easiest, those are the easiest ways to connect because then you've got this person that they know, like, and trust that are literally including you in a conversation and, um, yeah. Love it. That's brilliant. Um, so from there, 
we're making that connection. How are we feeling in terms of organizing your database and the follow-up? Because I know when we've, you know, up until now, it's really been like using G Suite, maybe using some Google Sheets and Asana and stuff. How are we looking going into 2021? Because I know yeah, that's where so we're making some changes. I invested in a CRM this year. I invested in Follow Boss okay. and um, I've put everyone in. I've started to tag people. I love the fact that I can take notes on people mm-hmm. and I'll offload my notebook. <laughs> That's one thing that we were just talking about in a recent call. Um, what do I do with all this paper? So I really want to be able to access notes or if I have a transaction coordinator come in, I want them to be able to see what I've got going on in there so that they can very easily help me through that. Process. So you're already setting yourself up to be able to delegate when the time is right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of your missions yeah. and the market authority is like offload as much as you can. And there's only so much time in a day for me to go show or me to go on a listing appointment or me to have a, a consultation. Um, and then, you know, how the market is so crazy right now that you have to spend, you know, the first <laughs> 18 hours of a new listing, just answering calls and getting back to emails and things like that. Um, scheduling showings. So I really know the time that it takes to work on my business and in my business. And I have to have some systems set up to where I can come back to conversations since I'm juggling so many people. And then I am going to be bringing in some sort of help. Okay. So where can I support you the most at this point? I think at this point, I just need to... One thing I feel like I need to do is just kind of get back to the basics, right? I know who I'm talking to. I know how I'm talking to them, right? And I know that that's working, but now I need to go back in and make sure that I have the follow-up systems in place and I'm maintaining those relationships and making time to do that. Okay. So is it um, understanding which follow-up systems we're doing or is it um, time blocking? I think mostly it's the time management and the time blocking um, because I know what I need to do. It's just a matter of, you know, you don't really know what you need until you need it kind of thing. And so with the CRM, I've got it, but now I've got to kind of build it out. And so I have to take the time to do that. Um, And then I just, you know, um, you know, this, not everybody listening knows, but I'm pretty much a perfectionist. So I want it to be perfect the first time, you know, I don't like the growing pains. I mean, I don't know a lot of people that do, but (laughs) I am definitely feeling some growing pains right now. I think time management, um, and just making sure that I am still serving my clients and my potential clients, um, to the best of my ability while also, you know, maintaining relationships and, and tracking all of the analytics that go behind your business. So, you know, what's working and what's not working, those things I need to just make time for Mm -hmm. and also making time for myself and my family. It's important. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that's on your radar too. Well, let's, let's break it down this way. Um, so we talk a lot about like our, our morning power hours and just making sure that we're reaching out in front of like the right people. So, um, are you following like the ABC 
cadence that we have where each week you're going to reach out to like one letter of the alphabet in terms of names. Yes, I am doing that. Okay. Is it feeling pretty consistent? Is it feeling doable, sustainable? Yeah, it's so good. I set that system up. And so (laughs) just like my muscle is just good there. I can do that. My power hour actually doesn't like all the things I need to do on my power hour. doesn't actually take an hour anymore. So, um, I have room that I can add things in, but you know, you go into like, Oh, I gotta do this and this and this and this. And I know if I just bring it back down, ground myself a little bit. Um, so it's just a matter of like reassessing those things. Yeah. So I think that as, as you're doing that, and this is probably what you're already doing if I had to guess, but as you're doing your calls and your touch bases and stuff with those different, with each letter at a time, and, and the obvious, just for context, for anyone listening, the reason we do this is there are 52 weeks in the year and there are 26 letters in the alphabet. So if you kind of truncate it in that way, that gives you um, two direct touch bases via phone, text, you know, whichever way you want to do it, whatever feels right. You don't always have to call your database. Texting is fine too. Um, but that gives you two direct touch bases a year, which should be good enough. Like that's, some people will do more, but you don't always have to because you should also be engaging with them on social media as well. Um, regardless, that that aside, as you're doing these, I mean, I would just be spending time to review that contact in your database and spending an extra 15 minutes to scrub those, those in your database and get that all set up. And I would just lump it into that time. So um, the reason I like doing it, this is, this is what I call like my scrub strategy and our data, our team actually scrubs our database once a year. And we're at the point where we have like 4,000 contacts in our database right now um, between like all of us. And so it's a little more difficult to do, but it's that much more important to do to make sure that they are up to date and that they're not getting lost in the mix. Um, And so if you make it a habit to say like, as you're reaching out to them, just give yourself a moment to review that contact and follow up boss, update the notes, um, make sure the tags are the way they need to be right. Make sure they're on your mailing list the way they need to be made. And that'll be a two time a year scrub for your entire CRM to make sure that it's all put together and you're not carving out a week at a time to do this all in once you're doing it in like little bite-sized pieces and you're just making it a healthy habit that you can sustain. I love that. That, that makes it, that makes it so much better and easier. Oh, I feel like a breath of relief. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's never going to be done. We can be chasing perfection as, as much as we want, but it's never going to be perfect. And it shouldn't be because you should constantly be growing. And the more you grow, the more curation there's going to need to take place. And so that's just a normal part of the process. It's just getting comfortable with that. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Starting on Monday. Love it. <laughs> what else do we have? What else can I help you with today? Um, I think mostly just um, going back to taking time for myself and self-care. I find that it's really hard to serve my clients, especially let's say, you know, buyers who need to see a house because (laughs) it's the only one available, right? How can I make sure that I'm making time for myself and accomplishing all of my admin work, right? Until I have an admin Um, and yeah, how, how do I, 
how do I do that? Where are you feeling the most friction? Like in where in terms of like time of day or week? So I don't take time off. Okay. <laughs> like if I'm just being honest, when I don't know when to or how to. So a lot of it, there's a couple of things that we can do. <clears throat> there's because ener- what we're trying to do here, like the, the real question is how do I protect my energy mm-hmm. so that I can show up feeling refreshed and inspired for my clients, because that is going to provide them a better experience, which will then result in more referrals. Right. That's, is that, is that a, a, a fair analysis of your question? Um, yes. Added to that is, um, you know, I know I'm a homeschooling mom, but spending that time with my family, mm-hmm. you know, nights and weekends tend to be family times. And because we homeschool, we can be a little bit more flexible. Sure. Um, which is great. But then I feel guilty for not working on Monday morning. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of the beauty, right? People get into this business for the, sh- for the opportunity to be the shot caller. Yeah. And if, if that means taking a Monday morning to go on a two mile hike with your boys, that's what it is. And, and that is something that you need to, you should be grateful to have the time that you can have to have the flexibility to have that even as an option, but you should also demand it of yourself. Okay. And you need to really like ensure that you are protecting that time unapologetically because at the end of the day, what does it all matter if we can't do the things that we want to do with those that we love? No, that's like, 100% true. Yeah. Like, like how successful are you going to feel if we're talking this time next year and you got 150 contacts in your database, you doubled your social media audience again, and your boys hate you and they're falling behind in school. Right. Are you going to feel like a success? Not at all. No, because <laughs> okay. they are my number one priority. They I are, agree. they are it for me. They're the reason I'm doing this. I got into it for the flexibility to be able to homeschool them. Yeah. But I just don't want to be only their teacher. And that's fair. And, and that is totally fine. And so maybe it's just when you're planning out your week in advance, what is it, what feels good? Like how much time feels good um, to have each week? Is it doing something special, like maybe one or two times a week outside of the normal routine? Yeah, perhaps, you know, now that like we're talking through this, I think a lot of it is a mindset shift. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's most of my problem. Most of the time. Is it giving yourself permission to enjoy the time you have offline? Yeah, I think so. I think I am constantly so worried about just making sure that I'm maintaining relationships and contacts and making sure that I'm doing the best by my clients. But like you said, I can't do the best by my clients if I'm not taking care of myself and my family. And um, my clients don't mind. Like now that I'm thinking through it, they really don't mind and understand. And most of them are like, I hate calling you past 7 PM, which is wonderful. You know, I'm so thankful for them. Yeah. They, they value your time and they want to be a good steward of it too. They do. Yeah. So I want to leave you with two little tricks that have helped me. Um, And one of them is whenever you start feeling like you're putting yourself down or you're questioning whether or not you're, you should really be deserving of the time that you have quote unquote, 
Um, I want you to remember that as a trigger and I want you to catch yourself and figure out when that's happening. And I'd like you, I'd like to challenge you to ask yourself who told you that. Mm. So as soon as you start feeling guilty for feeling time and you think like, man, I shouldn't be spending time with my kids right now, or man, I, I should be doing these other things. As soon as you start thinking I should, or I need to maybe stop and think who told you that. Okay. And That's powerful. <laughs> it's simple, but it, it will at least shake you out of the tunnel of darkness, which yeah. is what I like to think. And as soon as you start spiraling, that's when you should, as soon as you start hearing, I need, or I should stop and think who told you that. Right. And, and that's going to make you like, really, really think about it and think like, just take two seconds to think if, is that like my logical brain or is that my emotional brain? And like, it'll, it'll help you just realign with your priorities. Okay. Is that helpful? It is helpful. Yes. Okay. The other, the other thing I want to challenge you to do is before you go to enjoy this time with your family, like I really challenge you to take a moment. And this is something that I learned from Brandon Burchard, um, amazing book, high performance habits. Okay. So good. Um, he has this release method where he takes just one moment before in between transitions. So obviously we're constantly in transition. We're transitioning between homeschool client, being a wife, being a mom client database, right? Constant transitions between our day. So before you get in the car to go on a hike or, you know, do whatever it is you guys are doing, um, just take a moment and say, mom needs a sec. And you can even bring your kids in to do this with you. And you're going to just, and this is going to sound hokey, but I want to challenge you to do it. Just take a moment, close your eyes and take a deep breath and say, release, release, deep breath, release, do that three or four times. And then imagine how you want to feel when you're spending this time So imagine like at the end of it, like set intention almost of like what you want to take from this time and what would make it time well spent and how you want to feel at the end of it. And it'll take you 30 seconds to do this, but it will force you to be present and not be worrying about the stuff that truly doesn't matter as much at the moment with your business. Mm -hmm. And it'll force you to focus on that priority, which is your family and it'll make that time really sharp and in focus, which will hopefully allow you to really enjoy it. I love that so much. Cool. I love being able to set intentions. Me too. And oh, that's so good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so next time we talk, I want to hear about how those two things helped. Um, and I would love to see if, if you have any findings as you learn to implement those. Um, but Karen Ann, I want to thank you for spending this time with me. I hope that you found this helpful with your business. I did. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. And I I was like already doing the deep breaths and the releasing. <laughs> um, just, you know, here, I, I really appreciate you and all of the value that you've given to me and the advice and our friendship. And thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. It's going to be a great year. I'm really excited for you. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.